When I was a kid, my Nana said, you have to suffer to be beautiful. That's a pretty shitty thing to say to a kid. But the truth is that the idea that we have to suffer in order to have things or be successful is a narrative that we are constantly being force-fed. And it's actually killing us. Welcome to episode 68 of This Shit Works. I am your host, Julie Brown. And today we are discussing how hustle culture is quite literally killing you. This episode is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, PR, and communications agency with team members in Boston, Los Angeles, Miami, and New York City. Visit them at nickersoncos.com. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. Elon Musk once said, nobody ever changed the world in 40 hours a week. To Musk, 80-hour weeks are sustainable. And he actually said that occasionally we should have spikes where we work 100 hours per week. This This is why we are all working ourselves quite literally to death. Because we've been fed a bullshit narrative that we need to hustle and grind all day in order to achieve anything. But you know what? There's no guarantee that the more hours that we clock in, that those hours will actually translate into success. Are we actually productive or are we just addicted to being busy? How many times in the past year have you asked someone how they are doing and they have responded with so busy? Almost every single person, right? And you know what? I'm no better. That has been my go-to answer during the pandemic. And yes, I have been busy. But why am I wearing the fact that I'm busy as some sort of badge of honor? I almost feel like if I'm not busy, then I'm not working hard enough, not hustling enough, not hungry enough. And it has to stop. A 2014 meta-analysis of more than 530,000 people published in Lancet found that people who work 55 hours per week have a 33% higher risk of stroke compared with those who only work 40 hours per week. And then there's this. A study published in Environmental International estimated that nearly 750 thousand people died in 2016 from stroke and heart disease as a result of having worked at least 55 hours a week. And that between 2000 and 2016, the number of deaths from heart disease and stroke due to working long hours increased by 42% and 19% respectively. Why is this, you might ask? Well, the more hours we work, the less time we have to take care of ourselves, the less time we have to dedicate to exercise, spending quality time with family and friends, eating healthy, sleeping. We glorify hustle. It's a toxic philosophy we've been taught that the more you suffer and sacrifice, the wealthier and more successful you'll be. I had to stop listening to one of my favorite speakers, Gary Vaynerchuk. I used to love him, but now every time I hear him speak, I can quite literally feel an anxiety attack coming on. He preaches about how he never takes a vacation. He gets up earlier than he wants. I once heard him say that if you have time to binge watch Netflix, you have time to work harder and work more hours. 
well, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy watching Netflix after a full day of work. He's not the only one out there with ideas like this. You know, there are CEOs that preach that we need to wake up at 4 a.m. every day. They want us to think that the more hours we put in, the less sleep we get, the less of a life we have outside of work, the better our chances of success will be. I think we should start looking at results. What are we getting from all the extra hours we worked? Are we actually producing more? Are we actually producing better? You see, it doesn't matter if you spend 30 minutes on a project or 30 hours on a project if the end result is the same. Time spent doesn't always translate into a better product or a better result. So I think we need to learn to be more focused when working, to make the most out of the time we are spending working by avoiding distractions, staying focused, and giving ourselves breaks in between periods of intense effort. No one on their deathbed ever said they wished they had worked more hours, and yet we constantly think that that is the way we should be living, that that's how we're going to find happiness. Aidan Harper, creator of Four Day Week, a European work week shrinkage campaign, says that hustle culture, and I quote, creates the assumption that the only value we have as human beings is our productivity capability, our ability to work rather than our humanity, unquote. We are so much more than workers. We don't need to be bound and also identified by our profession alone. So what can you do if you identify with everything I just said? If you are caught up in the grind, working too many hours, not taking time for yourself or your family, if you think that you have to be suffering to earn success? Well, there are some tips from Hedversity.com and Shondaland that say, first, Start with awareness. Be aware. Are you in a hustle culture? Are you exhausted and depleted with no time for things besides work? Be aware of that. Second, identify what is important to you. Yes, work is important to you, but what else is important to you? Are you dedicating time to the other parts of your life that are important to you? Third, Define what your ideal workday looks like. Schedule in what's mandatory for you to accomplish for both your work and your well-being. Fourth, give your mind time to wander. By taking mindful micro breaks throughout your workday, you will feel more balanced and therefore protect yourself from experiencing burnout. Five, reward yourself now, not later. Hustle culture is built on the mantra that your hard work will someday pay off. Don't wait for someday. Work on smaller, more manageable goals that include taking time for yourself and doing things outside of work. And six, work hard, rest hard. Rather than treating self-care as a commodity that must be earned, Lead with self-love and compassion. Even take a mental health day when you need it. We all know that when we step away from the tasks that we are working on, our mind has the ability to help us see the solutions to those tasks more easily. I hope this is helpful as we lead into this super busy time of year, but also as we look to the new year and decide what we want our 2022 to look like. So I picked this cocktail because of the name. It's called the Haymaker Cocktail. 
and it combines the best parts of a Manhattan and a whiskey sour plus a splash of Quantro, and it packs a punch. Get it? Haymaker? Punch? Okay, here's what you're going to need. One teaspoon of lime zest plus one ounce of lime juice divided. Two tablespoons of sugar, three-fourths ounce of bourbon, three-fourths ounce of sweet vermouth, and a quarter ounce of Cointreau. So what you're going to do is we're going to make a rimmer for the glass. You're going to stir together the lime zest and the sugar on a small plate. And then you're going to cut an extra lime and rim the edge of a double old-fashioned glass with lime and then dip it into the lime zest and the sugar mixture. Fill a cocktail shaker with bourbon, vermouth, Cointreau, the lime juice that you separated, and ice. Shake until chilled, about 10-15 seconds, and then strain that into your prepared double old-fashioned glass and add some new ice to it. All right, friends, that's all for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and like and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and your friends of friends and your family and people you just met and the neighbors and the people at the grocery store. Everybody. Until next week. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. This Shit Works.